0: Everyone waits. Kids are waiting for Christmas. Adults are waiting in traffic jams and in checkout lines. Military folks will tell you that boot camp was about hurry up and wait. Doctors' offices are equipped with a waiting room. Waiting is something forced on each and every one of us. The question is how do you handle being made to wait? I know I should probably open with the standard line of Lord, I want patience and I want it now, but I'm not going to say that, Today's lesson from James chapter 5 is all about having patience. He gives us three areas in which we should exercise patience. First is patience about the Lord's coming, where he says, be patient therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Then we should have patience with one another, as he says in verse 9. Do not grumble against one another, brothers. And then we should have patience in trials. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets. Now, why do you suppose that there's such an emphasis on patience? Could it possibly be that we are an impatient people? Hmm. wonder if... They had the same problem there in Jerusalem. That is, of course, our go-to response. But what is wrong with being impatient? Or what is better about being patient? For all his reported godliness and goodness, Abraham Lincoln spoke against patiently waiting. He said, good things come to those who wait but only what is left over by those who hustle. (laughs) Patience is something that is not seen. It usually goes unnoticed as a virtue, a character trait. It is impatience which is generally noticed, and especially in public. Drivers honking their horn in slow-moving traffic, customers complaining in a slow-moving line, Being patient is not about waiting, though. Because as we see in those two examples of traffic and waiting in line, they're still waiting. They're just not waiting patiently. Regardless of the grumbling complaint or the complaining horn, they're both still waiting. So patience is not about waiting. It's about the attitude with which you wait. Research has shown that the uptight person who cannot resist complaining will have more health issues than the ones who have learned patience. Now I say learned patience because being patient is not a gift, it is an acquired skill. Most acquired skills in life take time to learn and practice. Patience Is no different however there is a key to patience which one can use to gain it more quickly than most the key is to recognize that God's timing is the best time for all things I learned early on in my walk with the Lord that he is the God of 1159 maybe you've had the same experience when it appears that all is lost and there's hardly a thread of hope left, things always work out. In The Lord of the Rings, Gandalf's first appearance among the hobbits is one of being late, and they accuse him of such. And Gandalf's response is, a wizard is never late, but always on time. Now I know that he was dodging the issue, but the point is God is always on time. And so we can look at these three areas for which James tells us to have patience as something to consider in the light of God being on time with the correct results. First, there's the patience needed for the coming of the Lord. Secondly, there's the patience needed with one another. And thirdly, there's the patience needed as we face our trials. Now, we've talked about the coming of the Lord a couple of times recently. Advent is about the coming of the Lord. It's about waiting for and celebrating that first time, that first coming as a baby born in Bethlehem. But we've been promised another coming of the Lord for which almost all Christians wait. We've seen that we are not... To try to figure out when that might be, and James tells us that we are to wait patiently for that event. Now, Peter also speaks to the lack of patience in one of his letters, where he says, But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Peter's pointing out the fact that for God, there is no time as we know it. It may seem like a thousand years to us, but it's just a day in the Lord's purview perspective. In Peter's time, people were giving up on their expectation of the Lord's return, much as people have done in our time. Now one of the reasons for this giving up is what I term the boy who cried wolf syndrome. We have been fooled so many times by so many so-called prophets that we've lost the belief that there is a return on the horizon. But the Lord will return. I promise you that. We are to have patience though as we await his return. The patience which does not give up, doesn't quit. The patience which allows us to go about our daily life all the while expecting his return. And when I say that, I'm I'm reminded of so many scenes in stories, uh, film, books and stuff, you know, when when the man or someone close goes off for a period. Maybe let's assume they go off for war. We always have the scene of the the wife back at home. She's still tending the garden. She's still hanging out laundry on the day that he comes over the hill. She's been patiently waiting and expecting, but going about her daily business. So it's the patience which does not go running after every so-called sign or wonder or end times prophecy conference to see if it's happening now. We don't do that that's not the kind of patience that is that is meant we should be patiently waiting we don't need to be chasing and trying to figure out and while we are patiently waiting for that event we are also to be patient with those around us especially those who try our patience do you have someone like that in your life someone who gets on your nerves just by being on the planet We've all had at least one like that in our life at one point or another. But James tells us to be patient with them. In the same way we heard Paul tell us to accept everyone regardless of our differences. Okay. James tells us to not grumble against one another. Grumbling about another is a sign of a lack of patience with them and the Lord, regardless of what your complaint is about. Any complaint about another reveals a lack of trust in the Lord, which is what Paul tells us in Romans. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand for the Lord is able to make them stand. We should understand that someone may not be acting or believing like we think they should, but it is not up to us to complain about it. If something must be said, then say it to the person, not talking about them not to someone else. However, in this verse, Paul indicates that we should just leave it alone for the Lord to deal with in His time. The reality is, is that we have no idea why someone is doing what they do. You may think it is absolutely contrary to the ways of God, and it may very well be. But that does not mean that God is touching that particular area in their life at that moment. Look at yourself. Were you cleaned up and 100% pure the day you accepted and understood your salvation? Or did it take time for some of your more obvious faults to fall away? How do you know that the problem you have with someone's behavior it just may not be on the lord's agenda right now while he's dealing with something else there may be something in their past whatever god's dealing with let's recall how the lord dealt with paul okay at the beginning paul writes for you have heard of my former life in judaism how i persecuted the church of god violently and tried to destroy it And I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my fathers. But when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. Paul was ordained to serve the Lord before he was born, but his life was not in line with how we would understand serving the Lord. He was persecuting the church. He stood by and approved the stoning of Stephen, the first Christian martyr. But eventually, in God's time, things changed for Paul. Eventually, things will change about the one whose actions or beliefs you may not approve. Paul's prayer is one that we can all use. He says, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. He is the God of patience, and his patience has a purpose. In Romans chapter 2, we see, Don't you see how wonderfully kind tolerant and patient god is with you does this mean nothing to you can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin now while we may be impatient with someone god is not our impatience can do much to hinder the work of god in a person's life when the lord first started using me as a teacher we had a commune house about a little more than 20 people living there together and when we first started that i was still smoking i had a floor stand ashtray next to me in the, in the thing and I was, I was still smoking i wanted to quit but i was struggling like most people do when they're trying to quit smoking but i would have people continually come to me and say you really should stop smoking Well, what I learned from that years later, it took me years to see this, but every time someone would say something to me, I was forced to defend myself. Well, I would say, well, yeah, I want to quit. I just haven't been able to yet or the Lord hasn't allowed me. Whatever excuse I would come up with, but it was counterproductive for those people to attack me. They weren't, you know, it's not a vicious attack, but they were coming against what I was doing which was coming against me, and I was forced to defend, so it was counterproductive. Defense is strengthening. I was strengthening the very thing that they wanted me to get rid of. I was strengthening the very thing I wanted to get rid of. The point is that, let God do it. Let God handle the situation. With our friends, fellow believers, Let God's timing have its way because when he set me free from smoking, I never smoked again. There's a lot of stories attached to that, but not for today. Finally, we're to be patient with our trials. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets. What does a trial look like? We can give all sorts of illustrations, but a trial is anything that tests your patience. James tells us to not only consider that the prophets were made to endure, but also he gives us the suffering of Job. Job is an example of patient endurance under trials. He lost most of his family and his fortune, but he never lost his faith. Now if he could do that then we should be able to put up with a traffic jam or another's inconsistent or even irreverent behavior Patience is a virtue but it is not only something that we should it is something that we should have as followers of the Lord but it also has its health benefits Research has shown that patient people are less likely to report health problems like headaches, acne flare-ups, ulcers, diarrhea, pneumonia. Other research has found that people who exhibit impatience and irritability tend to have more health problems, health complaints, and worse sleep. If patients can reduce our daily stress, it's reasonable to speculate that it could also protect us against stresses damaging health effects patience is a healthy virtue jesus said it this way in luke chapter 21 and verse 19 he says in your patience you possess your souls now i don't have time to go into teaching on souls and the difference between soul spirit and body and all that stuff but other translations translate that word souls as life It's not about your spirit, but it's about your life. The modern translations say you will win your life. In patience, you win your life. They replace the word souls with the word life. So patience is something that can be improved regardless of your age. You can begin to improve the aspect of your own patience today. And in that place, now don't go, you know, I've told you this before, don't go thinking you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That's just not true. That speaks more about the teacher than it does the dog. Okay? So think about it. What one area can you concentrate on this week to increase your patience? Go to the grocery store and choose the longest line. With the newest rookie at the cash register. That's a way to test patience. And then stand there and look for an opportunity to lift the spirits of the cashier or the person there. What are we told then? Be patient then until the Lord comes, not grumbling about others or yourself, and may you stand strong in your trials. Amen.